Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. As we prepare for the fasting, I want to just teach on fasting. And then if you have a question, I think I've already received some two questions. We'll take that question later on. And then if you have any other question regarding the fasting, like some, I remember years ago, someone told me, in secondary school we were fasting, and there's one of our friends, Christian brothers, he said, so am I allowed to brush my teeth? Because he thinks fasting, nothing must enter your mouth. So am I allowed to brush my teeth? You know, this may sound very trivial, but there are necessary questions sometimes people want to find out. You know, and if in doubt, why don't you check it and just be free? And because some, some of you have been drinking whiskey when you are fasting. And, <laughs> and you want to fast, I say, okay. But <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> why do we fast? You know, how many of you know that other cults and occult, occultic groupings fast? How many of you are aware of that? Yeah. The Muslims fast, but the reason why they fast is different from why we fast. Um, the um, Latter-day Saints, Mormons, they fast. But the reason why they fast is different from why we fast. So our fasting is not the same as the Ramadan. It's not a Christian version of Ramadan. Okay. So why do we fast? In Matthew chapter 6. You remember I spoke to you about verse 3. Verse 3, I told you about how the Bible says that when you do your charitable deeds, which means that giving is necessary. It's a when. It's an ought to. So there's a time we do some things. And then verse 5 says, when you pray, six, verse 6 says, when you pray. Verse 7 says, when you pray. So prayer is an ought to. As a believer, we pray. We give. We pray. These are things that is necessary. They are spiritual necessities and spiritual requirements. Verse 16, Matthew 6, 16, it says that, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. Okay? So, it's the style of your fasting that he was focusing on, but then as to whether you should fast or not is a necessity. But he said, Jesus said, when you fast... Just the same way he said when you do your giving. Just the same way he said when you pray. Are we supposed to be giving as Christians? Is giving part of Christianity? Is praying part of Christianity? Can we have a Christian who doesn't pray and says that it's okay, you don't have to pray as a Christian? 
because Jesus did all the praying for, for, for you. <laughs> Jesus, no. So praying is a must. Praying, prayer is a necessity. Giving is a necessity. And fasting is also a necessity. When you read Matthew chapter 6, he was just telling us about when we do these necessary things, how we shouldn't do it. There's a wrong way of doing these necessary things. So there's the chance, the possibility that you do these necessary things and do it wrongly. So he said, when he came to fast, he said, don't fast like the hypocrites do. There's a way hypocrites fast. He said, don't fast like they fast because the focus is... The focus of hypocritical fast is all how, how people see them, how people perceive them to be. All right. So I remember when I was a boy, my dad used to like fasting a lot. And um, I grew up knowing fasting was necessary. And, but one thing I knew about, fast, knew about fasting is you don't have to let anybody know you are fasting. No, 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 you spoil your fasting. So even if you are married, your wife shouldn't know you are fasting. All kind of kinds of religious ideologies. It's, if you are my friend and I'm fasting, you ask me, why? You know, I'm, I'm just. You ask me, that's what I'm telling you. I'm not going around. Everybody, look, I'm fasting. Hey, I'm fasting. No, that's hypocritical fasting. But if you care to know, if I have to tell you, it doesn't spoil my fasting. All right. Now, so why do we fast? Because fasting is a spiritual necessity. Fasting. Is a spiritual necessity. Just as prayer is, fasting also is a spiritual necessity. Matthew 6, 16. What is fasting? No, I said, that's why we fast. (laughs) Now, biblical fasting is, I didn't define it. Let me just give it. Biblical fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Okay. So that's biblical fasting. Refraining from food for a for a spiritual purpose. That's biblical fasting. So bear that in mind. You are refraining yourself, denying yourself. Not that you don't have food to eat. Not that you don't have money to buy food. Not that some, the way some people do it. Oh, hey, it's it's two p.m. I just realized I have not eaten the whole day. Okay, I'm fasting then. No, 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 no. No, that's not fasting. That's just that you haven't, you haven't eaten. So don't, don't hijack your having not eaten and make it slap fasting on. Fasting is not accidental. It's purposeful. It's you, you, start, you, you decide that I'm doing it today. So food comes, whether food comes or food doesn't come, it's not because you are, you are refraining yourself from food. All right, that's spiritual fasting. Why do we fast? Because spiritual necessity. Number two, why do we fast? Because, because fasting subdues the flesh, okay? Or it's subduing the flesh for a period of time for particular spiritual leverage. When you fast, it gives you spiritual leverage. Fasting gives us spiritual leverage. Or 
what do I mean by spiritual level? It kind of gives you an upper hand when it comes to spiritual matters. It does not make you holy or it doesn't make you more Christian than you already are. But spiritual transactions to bring heaven to bear, to pull down um, or to evoke heaven into particular matters, when you fast, it makes a difference. Esther is a typical example, Esther chapter 4. Esther said that, no, Dekar said, Esther, go to the king and beseech him on our behalf. Esther said, I can't go because if I go without being invited, I'm likely to lose my life, not just my job, but my life. And Mordecai said, you don't have a chance. You don't have, a, you, uh, you don't have any case. You still have to go. And so when Esther realized that there, is the, there was the need for her to go, she said, okay, this is how I'm going to. I'm going to go via spiritual influence, spiritual power. Guys, fast for me. Me and my maidens, we are also going to fast for three days, a particular period of time. All right? So fasting is not permanent. It's just for a particular period of time because man must not live by bread, what? Bread what? So you need bread to live. If you don't eat, you will be sick. If anyone who doesn't eat, you will die very early. So we need to eat. But fasting is separating yourself, refraining yourself from food for a particular period of time. Just to give yourself for a spiritual purpose. Right, so Esther said, you know, three days. I'm going to separate myself from, refrain myself from food. Three days. You also, you guys do it for me. And after the third day, I'm going to go to the king. He went to the king. The king was supposed to be angry. He said, Esther, come. What do you want me to do? Tell me anything. Ah. So I don't see why you won't fast. Fasting gives you spiritual advantage. This year, someone is going to laugh. No, you're going to laugh, I'm telling you. A lot of things changed last year after the fasting. We didn't even finish the fasting. Many lives started changing. There are certain people here, had it not been for the power of prayer and fasting and giving, those three things, when you combine them, it makes you spiritually dangerous. I don't know being for those things. There's no way you could have had a good family life or marriage or some opportunities in life. Because by destiny, satanic forces have placed an injunction on people. But not when you are born again and you can fast. Hallelujah. All right. So Nehemiah, before he went to the king to seek permission to go and build the walls of Jerusalem, he gave himself to fasting. Zerubbabel. You know Zerubbabel, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, when they heard that the king of Amnon and about four different kings have got the team up to come against them, they were so frustrated. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 4 downwards, he said they don't know what to do. They went to God in prayer and he declared a fast. Fast the whole, the whole, uh, all of Judah had to fast. All right? So they fasted, even animals. They made animals not eat. Sometimes that's, that's how wild it is. No one will eat. They fasted. And after the fasting, the Bible says the Lord spoke. In Acts chapter 13, verse 1, 2, 3, the Bible says that they were in the church of Antioch, they were setting up, up um, sorry, setting prophets and teachers who came together in praying, I think seven of them. And then whilst they prayed, the Bible says, as they, verse 2 and 3, uh, whilst they fa- ministered unto the Lord and fasted, you see, when they ministered unto the Lord and fasted, the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, the Spirit of God gave clear directions and that changed Paul's life forever. They were prophets and teachers. And Paul was called to be an apostle. 
according to Romans chapter 1, verse 1. He was called to be an apostle. But at that time, he was operating at the level of prophet and teacher. But when they prayed and fasted and prayed, the Holy Ghost, hey, Paul and Barnabas, separate them unto me. Because I've called them to be a prophet. They are apostles. They are operating as prophets and teachers. <laughs> Praise the Lord. As you fast, you, you, you engage heaven, you gain spiritual authority, audacity to separate you from your background. To separate you onto what you have originally been called to be in life. You can't, you, see, you can't live a fasted life or be, you can't engage in fasting as the Holy Ghost gives the opportunity. Be engaging in fasting and praying and your destiny remains locked up based on your background. The devil is a liar. Your background can't hold you down anymore. So, see, when they say that, so, as for this family, marriage is difficult. Say that, no, it's not, it's not minus me. One, two reasons. One, I'm born again. And then number two, I'm even fasting. Ah, once I fast, I, Bible, I'll show you. Bible says, is it not the fast I've chosen? To break the bones of wickedness. All right, so, you, listen, when you see some things repeating in your life, which is, has been from your background, all you need to do is to begin to find your roots in the scriptures. That's where it starts. And then once you find out what your heritage is or your heritage is in Christ, then you begin to deal with it in prayer and fasting. Because said, when you fast, when you fast, oh, I believe in fasting. One of the ways I, 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 I make sure some things don't, don't tie me down, negative things or things that I believe that they are not supposed to be tying me down, I give myself to prayer, fasting, and giving. Oh, those three combinations. I use them regularly. That is what has brought me where I am. And it keeps me going by the special grace of God. Say amen. amen. So when you fast, you give yourself a spiritual leverage. Paul said, separate. Holy Ghost said. When they fast, and I'm telling you, as we enter into this 20 days fasting, Go. some of us will hear the Holy Ghost clearly. Yes. I said you hear the Holy Spirit clearly. Yes. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will drop a business idea in your head. Yes. If we drop it in your heart. It will drop some application. You should have to write, drop something. And you'll be saying, ah, how come we never knew all this? All this well. Yes. Because when you fast, the Holy, you are, it gives you the opportunity to actually hear the Holy Ghost speak clearly to you. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Spiritual audacity. And then, Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6. Isaiah 58, verse 6. It says that, is this not the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bonds of wickedness. Fasting will lose the bonds of wickedness. Say amen. amen. Every wicked spirit, every wicked situation from your background that has tied you down, as you fast, that bond of wickedness will be loosed in Jesus' name. Amen. To lose the bond of wickedness to undo heavy burdens. Some things are sitting on somebody's life, somebody's marriage, somebody's health. It's heavy burden. This thing doesn't seem like it has anywhere to go. It has come to stay. It's settling on your life. The devil is a liar. As you fast, fasting will undo, uh, to undo heavy burdens. Say amen. amen. You try it and see. I don't know how many of you have, uh, sometimes in your personal quest, something is bothering you and you begin to give yourself, you just give some days of fasting to it. Decide to get, get separate yourself 
fast and deal with it. It deals, it deals with a lot of stuff, man. So something is trying to tie you down. Make sure that you, you just zoom in, take advantage of this period of fasting and you undo the bonds of wickedness. And then the, the third one over there, all in Isaiah, Isaiah 50, 50 verse 6, it says something there. Um, and to let the oppressed go free and to break, let the oppressed go free. As you fast, every satanic oppression on your life is losing its grips on your life. In the name of Jesus, fasting is powerful. All right, fasting is powerful. It's very necessary. All right. Now, then number, what, number four. I've said so many, but number three. All right, four. It depends on what you are hearing. So just write. <laughs> Excuse me. Evoke, I like this one, to evoke the hand of God. Let me go to the next one. Um, last, so last one is intensify the pressure on the kingdom of darkness. When you fast, you are bringing pressure on hell. You are bringing hell under pressure. When you fast, you are bringing hell under pressure. Hell is under pressure. You know, have you realized that hell does not let go without a fight? Some of you have been discovered that by now. Hell doesn't let go without a fight. So the devil will not say, okay, okay, uh, it's time for me to leave you alone. It's time for me to leave you alone. I will, I will, I will just let you go free. Praise the Lord. And the devil will not say that. He will not leave people alone. You have to put pressure on him and draw the line. Break his bounds. So when you fast, you bring hell under pressure. In other, words, in other words, you intensify the battle against hell. These are a few things I wrote down. Why should you fast? If you are fasting, these are some of the things that should make you take the fasting serious. You need a healing or miracle. If you need healing or a miracle, fasting, fasting paves way for some of those things. Healing or a miracle, or you need a touch, a tender touch of God in your life. You just want God. I just need a touch in my life. The way things are. Someone called me the other time and said, Pastor, I think I'm losing myself. I'm losing it. I don't know, Pastor. Please, you need a touch from God. Give yourself fast to to fasting. Okay, you need a tender, a tender touch from God. Fast. Is there a dream inside you that can only, uh, that only he can make possible? Sometimes you know you have a dream inside you. you you're, you're, maybe you, 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 you have a vision, you have a dream, but you can tell from situations around you, your surrounding, your background, it will take God. How many of you know something like that? Some of you, the dreams you have, it will take God. The kind of dreams you have for your children and the way they've started, it will take God. The kind of dreams you have for your marriage. You had a plan that by the time you are 39, your children are all in university. And now you are... (laughs) And now you are 29 and you don't even have anyone. 
You see what I'm saying? You don't have anyone. Every woman you try to propose to, they look at you from head to toe, and it says that, let me pray about it. And you don't hear from them again. They leave. If, if, if you are in a certain church, maybe you want to propose to a woman, they leave the church. What <laughs> happened recently somewhere? A guy went to propose to the woman. The woman left, stopped coming to church. And that time, a lot of people were already leaving the church. The pastor called the gentleman. He said, what's going on? He said, pastor, I just, she should just tell you if she doesn't. He said, no, you should have asked me first. <laughs> she said, I would have advised you. So now they had to find a way of recovery program, trying to chase this one. Please come. The guy won't say anything again. Please come. <laughs> Listen, there are some things you want to achieve and it will take heaven. I don't see why people can't wouldn't fast. How much would this food do for you apart from satisfy your desires at the moment? Think about it. Food satisfies desires at the moment. But fasting satisfies life's dreams. So give yourself to fasting. That was my secret. That was what helped me when I was in secondary school and I, I, I gave myself unreservedly to fasting. Because sometimes you're about to fast and you, this food just shows up. Hello, today. And you've been meaning, you've been believing God for this kind of food or hoping and then or it never comes till you are ready to fast, it shows up. And it, I saw that trend and I said, me, if I've be, I'm able to press on in fasting, I'll secure my destiny to the extent that all this kind of food will not be not. Today, those food, is, even if you give me, I don't eat them. Because there are better ones in London. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So just relieve yourself from the pressure of your background, where you are coming from, some things that are following you that will not let you go. When you begin to give yourself fasting, you are invoking God's help. For this dream that you have, is this where you are doing your hair? For this dream that you have in your, in your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. So maybe you need some more hair. Fast. Fast. Give out the food. Don't tell me I want to lose weight. That's why I'm fasting. It's not part of the spiritual reasons. Do you desire a deeper, more intimate, and powerful relationship with the Lord? Fast. I am not saying that fasting is the only thing that guarantees this, these things. But then every now and then, it's just like washing your car, taking your car to car wash. Good, having good valeting done. Every now and then, it's good to do some things to, to beef up or boost. It's turbo, turbo charge. Boost what you are trying to achieve in the Lord and what God is trying to bring your way. Boost. Because fasting gives you leverage, such leverage. So you want to intensify or, 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 or desire a deeper or more intimate and powerful relationship with the Lord. Give yourself to fasting every now and then. Are you ready to have heightened sensitivity to the desires of God. Now, watch this. This is very important. There are times people, I'm, I'm not sure what God wants. I'm not sure what I should do. When you fast, it helps you, it heightens your sensitivity to what God wants in your life. That's how many follow what I'm trying to say. When you fast, it heightens. It makes you sharper. It makes you sharper to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. When you, when you, when you fast and you spend time praying, not arguing and fighting though, because people fast and it doesn't change their disposition. The only thing they are doing is they have given away food. But as to who they are, the things they do, where they go, the same thing. 
That's, that's not fasting. But fasting, you give away, um, refrain from food so you can dedicate yourself to um, spiritual activities for a, a season. Sometimes when it comes to some critical moments in your life, and you really, you really, okay, someone has come to propose to you. Hello? Someone said, I won't marry you. Someone said, will you marry me? Somebody said, amen. Yeah, that's good. Maybe so for you. No. Someone said, I want to marry you. Or, mm, this guy, I don't know. Is this the will of God? And really getting confused. Sometimes separate yourself. Give, give yourself some decent fasting. It, it, it declutters your mind. It makes you a bit more sensitive to God. You are able to perceive the will of God a bit more clearly. When you, when you separate yourself in fasting, fasting does so much for you and I. Praise the Lord. I see you receiving divine direction. Amen. Clear divine. This year, be, before we hit the second month of the year, you have received clear divine directions. Amen. Clear divine directions. Amen. No confusion will linger around your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Clear divine direction. I don't know how many of you have come to a crossroads before. You are not sure what decision to make. Something Sometimes it can be so frustrating. And you are not sure. And you are afraid. Just ask you first. Take advantage of it. And say, God order my steps. Guide me. What should I do about this matter? You'll be shocked how fast directions will come. Say amen. Amen. And so it's necessary to fast. Now, I want you to to take you to the scriptures, a certain scripture. We'll read it quickly and then if I will take one or two questions. In the book of um, 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 17. 2 Kings chapter Chapter 13, verse 15, and Elijah said to him, take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it. And Elijah put his hands on the king's hand. That's very important. Elijah put his hands on the king's hands. Verse 17, and he said, open the the east window. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot! And he shot. And he said, the arrow, of the, uh, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians at Afek till you have destroyed them. Verse 18. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck, he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you, you will strike Syria only three times. Now, much more what I want us to look at is verse 17. And he said, open the windows and then, um, no, verse 16. Then he said to the king of Israel, put your, hands on the, uh, uh, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elijah put his hands on the king's hands. All right? And so his natural ability couldn't go any far. But the, the, the prophet, the man of God, everyone is a man of God. 
It's very important. Those people who say things like, oh, everyone has special access to God. We are all men of God. We are all men of God. It's like saying that someone who's been to secondary school is at least is rest and biology to form one, form two, form three. And then so we, are, we all understand medicine. We are all doctors. You will die. You will die. Even I realized that the pharmacists in the church, there was a time I was checking some things with them. They couldn't be uh, affirmative on some things because they said you check with their doctor. All right. And so now, now, he said that, and the man of God put his hand on the, the hand of the king. And then the, the man of God told the king, now shoot. Okay, this is what fasting does. When we fast, it's like we bring heaven. Heaven, we allow heaven to put heaven's ability, heaven's hand on our hands. So you begin to have, you begin to have leverage. You begin to have an upper hand in the things you are doing. And so when you fast, you are just allowing the hand of heaven to rest upon what you are doing. That's what fasting does. And this year, heaven's hand will heavily rest upon your business. Heaven's hand will heavily rest upon your marriage. The hand of heaven will heavily rest upon your, 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 your career. The hand of heaven will heavily rest upon your ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ, he will heavily rest upon your studies, your education. In the name of Jesus, your marriage, your family life, your health, the hand of heaven will rest upon you. And then when you begin to shoot with heaven's hand on your hand, it's different. So that's what we are doing. When we are fasting, we are allowing the hand of heaven to come upon our hands. And I see that it's going to be someone's testimony and experience in the name of Jesus Christ. That will be someone's experience in the name of Jesus Christ. Quickly, so that when you shoot, when you are shooting, that fasting is like the arrow. The arrow of fasting. With the hand of heaven upon your hand, you shoot. You, you begin to have supernatural dimension of results. Different, different results. Your, your results will be different. Amen. I said your results will be different. Amen. Three things quickly. How do you go about this fasting? You have to stand firm. How many of us have been tempted before during fasting? I know some of you have. In fact, you have done even fast, so you will know. Uh, or those who fast, they never have, people have never been tempted before. When you fast, sometimes you'll be tempted to give up. We are doing 21 days fast. You will do, every week you have to decide, every week I'll do at least four days. I'll do three days. It's enough. Or I'll do five days. Oh, let me just do two weeks. And we are okay. Please, you have to stand firm. That watch this. That this fasting, you are you are taking it to the end. Stand firm. You are doing. Hey, don't let anything determine when you eat. You define when you are eating. When you are breaking the fast, you do that decision. You make that decision. And then stand firm and hold on to the end. It gives you an upper hand. You see, if you do it haphazardly, you have haphazard results. If you do it in a cavalier manner, you have a cavalier result. But if you do it with supernatural, divine, or intensity, focus, 
Like Bible said, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defy himself with the king's meat. It was, it was a determination. In Isaiah, it talks about how I've set my face like a flint. Nothing will make me bad. Nothing will make me change my mind. I am going full on. Someone must make the decision that at least some other fastings, some people, there are different categories of people. Some people say, other fasting I did all. As for this year, I'll take it easy. <laughs> because there's extended grace. <laughs> I'll take it easy. No. If I were you, some of us would have even said, ah, I've started mine already. Three days ahead. Hey, pastor, you want to... Not eating will not kill you. You see, that's, that's the problem. People are afraid, but they want the results. But they're afraid. Even man. Just tw- only 21 days. Only 21 days. I have a friend who told me something. It's, he said he was so busy. You know, sometimes you get so busy, you don't have time to eat. Now, certain promotion and certain elevations are going to come your way. You literally become so busy, you don't have time for some things. You do, some of you, a time is coming, you won't have time to go to shop, the, to the supermarket or the shopping center to go and be walking three hours shopping center. You are too busy for that. Because God is blessing you, you are becoming big and great. You send people to go and buy for you because you don't have time. You don't have time to go and sit at a restaurant and be eating. <laughs> you don't have time. So you send for the food, you eat it on the way. <laughs> or you just wait, when you get on the flight, you just eat. Because obviously, the, the food that they serve you on the flight, you, you will not be sitting anywhere. You go first class alone. Shout hallelujah. You know, but you have to start from somewhere. On your mark, set. How come you have an exam tomorrow? You have an, a major exam next week, and you are watching TV and like everybody is doing. You are going. You have an exam, and we see you going to the cinema. <laughs> you going to watch that, and then the, your, next week a major, major life-changing exam. No, sometimes you don't sleep, even though you, you finish preparing. You, you make sure that you cross all the T's and dot every I. In the same way, when you want something from God, what we are doing, can you imagine? Bible, ah, Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. That's the first thing we are trying to do the year. We want to start the year with fasting. That we say, God, let your hand be upon our lives. Let your hand be upon our hands. That as we shoot, we don't miss targets. That's what we are talking about. And you are thinking about, oh, I love my food. It's only failures who like food. Only failures who like dancing, partying. It's only failures sleeping. Because anybody at all can sleep. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, so deny yourself the comfort because you, you are on an assignment. You deny yourself the comfort because you have a, a target. You, you know people will look at, but what's, what are you looking for? They will see when you get there. We are doing something. It doesn't matter. Some of you, your work colleagues put pressure on you. Put pressure on you. Why? Just eat. And you sometimes say, oh, I don't want them to think I'm antisocial. And so it doesn't matter. Let me go and sit with the pub. Let me go and sit at the pub. Listen, if you want to employ them later and buy that whole company, deny, deny yourself that favor. Deny yourself. You will, buy, you will later buy. They may not agree with you now, but later they'll be running to you. They say, can you, can you help us? 
But if you bring yourself, reduce yourself to their level because you are clamoring for acceptance, you cap your destiny. You stay with them and some of them will still be rising because the means for their lifting is different from your means. And so if you relinquish yours or abandon yours and join them, they may be holding on to because they may sleep with their boss. Yeah, but you can't do that. You can't do that because when you come, we'll pick it up in church. The Lord will tell me, there's a sister here. And then you'll be hot. Oh God, please, I won't go there again. And then the Lord, a sister here, you. The Lord is showing me. The Lord said, I should stop. He'll bless you. Then he said, God, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I won't do that again. <laughs> pray, pray, praise the Lord. Can you imagine if we were doing that? People wouldn't come to church. And other people wouldn't come. Some of you, will you come? <laughs> I know that everyone will look okay. How many of you will come if God is doing that? I know you will come. <laughs> because everyone here is okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. But the point is, please, give yourself to something. Give yourself to it. And so, stand firm. Tell someone, stand firm. Stand firm. Don't be tempted by food. Food, food. The food is nice. And then, number two, give it your best effort. Give it your best effort. Determine, I am ending. I'm start, uh, if it's not yet six, I am not eating. Give it your best effort. Give it your all. God is on your side. That's how fasting goes. Fasting doesn't go, okay, I, today I don't feel like it's so okay. Today I, I, I feel like eating at two. I, I hear people, adults, so today, I said, did you fall? Yeah, yeah, I broke a bit early. Oh, just around 11. <laughs> you, you, you actually did not fast. You are trying to make yourself look so religious. I broke, I broke my fast at 11. I broke my fast at 1. I broke my fast at, oh. And I hear that a lot of the time. But I'm just, because I, you have to be a very um, diplomatic pastor. In this modern day, sometimes people say it. It depends on who is saying it. I say, oh, wow, you broke it. Well done. <laughs> but they don't know in my head. I'm saying, look at you. <laughs> you actually didn't do it. Because originally, every time you go to work, you don't eat till around one. So stop telling me, oh, today I just broke around one, just after one. And sometimes they know, they'll tell you, I'm sure before three or something. Obviously, one is before three. <laughs> What I'm trying to say, give it the effort. Give, 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 give it your best effort. Give yourself into it. Unless on the grounds of medical issues or health issues. But give it your best effort. You won't die. And people say, Pastor, when I'm working, my work, we drive a lot. <laughs> I'm dizzy. Even you people can make themselves dizzy. So, I can, Pastor, can I eat bananas? You, you've packed about <laughs> 20, 20 pounds of banana. <laughs> Your stomach, somebody who's fasting. <laughs> if, you've eaten so much. <laughs> maybe, okay, because of that, maybe, maybe. Friday, I'll, I'll talk about the different types of fasting. Okay, quickly. So, give it your best. Plan, watch this. Plan to succeed. 
Give it your best effort. Plan that this fasting, I'm succeeding. I'm going to go through it. Well, you get what I said? Yeah, this is how you do it. And then number, the last one, avoid distractions. Some places you don't have to go. Some people you don't have to hang around with because they will always undermine your fasting and it ends up invariably, you end up saying, oh, I, I, I ended up giving up. So avoid some places, avoid some things, avoid distractions. Some things will just un- be unnecessary distractions to you. Unnecessary distraction. You know this guy has broken your heart. You are trying to get over it. And anytime he comes into your life, he messes too many things. And you are fasting. You know, as soon as you fast, you've gone for his picture. <laughs> Should he have done that to me? <clears throat> I love you, but I forgive you. And you put it down, then all of a sudden, you feel, ah, should I send him a text say I'm praying for Why are you sending a text to tell you I'm praying for you? What has that got to do? Already, <laughs> yes, I'm praying for you, okay? I forgive you, I'm praying. What? You don't need that. Avoid some distractions. It will come. Yeah. Things will come and distract you. And all of a sudden, you begin to remember certain people, certain places, certain things. That the devil will try to help you to remember in order to stop your fasting because the pressure on hell is too much. <laughs> your fasting brings hell under pressure. Right. Say, my fasting brings hell under pressure. So hell will have to devise a means to undermine the fasting. Praise the Lord. I see someone having victory. Please, this fasting, stand firm. Give it your best effort. Okay? And avoid distractions. That's how you can go through it. Because a time will come, a certain time you feel like, ha, huh, I'm tired. Oh. I have to give up. But don't give up. Press on to the end. For they that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Question. Let me take the question. You have a question there? Yes. Isn't it? Okay, Rian, you have a question. Yes. Yeah. The question's about the length of fasting. I have a friend, their church are doing 100 days of fasting. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Exactly. So I just wanted to know, is it more about direction from God? Yeah. Or is it the more days you do and the more intense it is, the bigger the results? Let's laugh on that one. Mm. Sometimes you don't take it, you kill yourself by becoming very religious. Because fasting can make you very religious, can make you look very religious. That's why Jesus said, when you fast, don't be like some people. Because fasting can, because it's a spiritual necessity and it's a physical activity by carrying spiritual weight, people can be restricted or can be diver- distracted by the physical activity thereof. All right, now, besides corporate fast, say corporate fast. Corporate, corporate fast. fast is what we are about to do. It's a declared fast, maybe 21 days of fasting. 14 days of fasting, 30 days of fasting. It has been declared corporately. So we are doing it together. All right? But what private and personal fast, you don't have to embark on unnecessary long days of fasting unless under the promptings. In fact, there are certain uh, teachers, Bible teachers, who believe that you don't even fast more than a day unless God is prompting you to. But the only downside to that is many people... God will never tell them. Because if it doesn't matter how God is like giving, it doesn't matter how much God is telling you, you say, no, no, God didn't say that. All right. But you must have a program. Right? P- personally, every week I fast, not the whole week. Every, it's my, it's my, it's my cult, personal custom. But 
Uh, I know in secondary school, I know I have a friend who said he was fasting the whole year. There's something wrong. It's not correct. Eventually, he became a mental patient. Yeah, I've told you about him several times. Eventually, because he said he, God has told him to fast the whole year. And so, a um, hundred days, I'd, I'm not sure about, unless she says God told her to. And I've not, I'm yet to find out when, uh, how many people God have told them to do. Oh, it's a church fast. Hundred days. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I think the, the general Basia does that by himself. And so, the whole church is doing this. Ah, once it's a corporate fast, that one, I, th- I thought it was a personal one. Hundred days, that's a powerful one. Yes. <laughs> you see, the way God has been favorable to us. Only 21 days, some are afraid. Lord, give us the grace. For 200, we will overtake you. 200 days, we'll be fasting. You see, that's what people do. Ah, this guy, when I became born again, wasn't born again, and he's doing 40 days, I'm going to do 70. <laughs> you will kill yourself. You will kill yourself. It doesn't, it doesn't mean God will give you more results than he's given. You must know what God has put on your hand. God has told, put, last four years, we didn't we fast. We didn't, I think, no, no, we've been fasting for about five years now. But there was a time we were not fasting. So God gave us the prompting. And last year, it was a different way we did it. We did twice in the year. Okay, so it's based on divine promptings. We are doing it. And the 100 days to, it's, I'm sure it's, I mean, uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know uh, the general of Asia normally does that every year. And sometimes there can be some mysticism or spirituality shrouded in the, around that. So it makes people feel spiritually fasting 100 days. I mean, can you imagine? You feel good, isn't it? But then uh, I think if it's a corporate fast, then that's a different thing. All right, that's, that's a different thing. Did I, did I answer that? All right. Question. The question says, Pastor, my work uh, does not allow me sometimes to um, get a time to read my Bible during the fast. But when I'm breaking, I pray. Does that make my fasting improper? Uh, no, no, it doesn't make your fasting improper. Just make sure you wake up early, read your Bible. Yeah. Find time. Make sure. Uh, mm. No, even if you are not fasting, you should be reading your Bible, let alone when you are fasting. Mm. All right. But if the nature of your... If the nature of your job uh, places demands on you, and um, when you are at work, actually, when you are at work, you are at work. Yeah. Okay, so you are being paid for the time you are. Don't be using yeah. that to be. Break time. Reading <laughs> your Bible. <laughs> Technically that. speaking. You understand what I'm saying? Technically time, speaking. Yeah. But then, yeah. It doesn't, the fact that you didn't have time to read your Bible during the day, it mm. doesn't nullify the fast. Mm. But you read your Bible in the morning. That's why we uh, read your Bible, pray every day. I mean, yeah. morning is better you pray. Read your Bible in the morning. And then some of us on the train, on the bus, you can still be reading your Bible. Mm. So any opportunity, leisure time, opportunity you get, that, that shouldn't replace personal set-aside time for studying your Bible or reading your Bible. So every Christian must have a personal Time set aside to read your Bible mm. every day, whether you are fasting or you are not fasting, mm. let alone when you are fasting. Mm. When you are fasting, you should even believe God to read more. Make time to read more. Got it? Got it. All right. So when you are about to break, to read and pray and break. <laughs> Some people can't wait to break their fasting. I remember in secondary school, there's a boy I knew, brother I knew. You see, he has 
peanuts in his pocket. <laughs> so the fasting is breaking at, we are ending the fast at 6. So um, 5.55, then he looks at his time. <laughs> 5.56, he's just waiting. <laughs> then he begins to get it ready. <laughs> Five, count, count now. 5.59. <laughs> 6. <laughs> Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, what's the other question? What time? Yes, what time does this fasting start? Six to six. So if I, I manage to wake up at four and eat, <laughs> that, that does not spoil the fasting, isn't it? The Muslims, they have to wake up. It's down to dusk, so they have to wake up before the sun shows, and then they, they fill their belly. Like, that can take them for a number of hours, the whole day, and then... Um, but I believe, there's no hard and fast rule on that, but I believe that you wake up, once you wake up in the morning. Uh, uh, now, to be very strict, many people start their fasting from midnight to once the day starts. Okay, but um, I don't subscribe so much to that, depending on the kind of engagement and work you do and your time schedules and stuff like that. So what I believe is that once you wake up in the morning, your day has started. Okay, if you wake up at six, start at four, if it's three, your day has started. And then start your fasting. And then break at the time you want to break. You're supposed to break. So you don't start with breakfast. There's no breakfast. And then you end. Okay. So yes, Rose. Pastor, what if someone's on medication? What um, is the right route to go about for fasting? Um, I found out that some medications need food. And if you're on medication and you're supposed to continue the medication, take your medication every day and you need food, then don't see it as a breakthrough. (laughs) 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 But for every sake, just, just, you know, take your medication. (laughs) Just take your medication. Unless, of course, you know that you can do without it for a while or something. But then, if they've been given a, a course, me, a medication or something to follow, please take your medication. If you are pregnant, if you are pregnant, pregnant men don't take medication today. Yeah, but if you are pregnant, I know some of our sisters here when they were pregnant. Folic acid. But so there are certain medication you don't need food. All right, and then so just if you are not sure based on the grounds of health. See any of the pastors or see myself and we'll try and explain things to you, looking at your, your situation. And then sometimes to some of us may be, I don't, you see, the keyboards, the keyboard, there are different keys, black and white keys. The, you get the music based on how you combine it. So sometimes when it comes to some of these things, we don't have to be, we just have to know the general rule, general principle. Certain people's situations are different. Do you understand? Certain people's situations are different. But if you come and tell me that, Pastor, my work, if I stand here and say, if your work is demand, you have to do a lot of lifting, then please eat. Someone, your lifting is different from someone's lifting. Someone just have to arrange chairs, but I will tell you that, Pastor, I'm to do lift. You know what I'm talking about. And so just, it's, it boils down to you. Make the effort. Be determined that you are giving it your best. And then nothing is going to stop you. All right, last two questions. I think I saw two hands. No, I saw yeah. Yeah. Before. 
Yes, um, thank you. Pastor, um, I've got a colleague at work and then I try to explain to her about this fasting because um, actually she's doing it with us. And then um, she was going on about the um, early morning, six to, well, I said six to six. And then he, sorry, she said, um, okay, if it's six to six, does that, does that mean that um, she can wake up and eat as you've just explained? And then I tried to explain it as you've just explained. But then she was still going on about if that is the case, then why do we say six to six? So no, how do we... I don't know where that six to six came from. Uh, okay. It's not six to six. It's just we break at six. That's right. Okay. We break at six. Right. When do we start? When your day starts. Okay. Yeah. So when your day... That's how I say it. So when your day starts, starts. Normally people say six to six just to uh, reflect the done. That's to done. Mm. That the day is starting so done. You know, so... Uh, and then... Uh, should, can I drink beverage when I'm fasting? Can I drink water? But yes, that's the question I was thinking yeah. about. Someone said, can I drink water? Um, this is not a completely dry fast. Okay, so I think it's actually healthy to drink water when you're fasting. It helps wash down the college. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It just helps wash down. So I've said this over and over. When you're fasting and you pass out and water, you find out that it's a bit, uh, it's like, it looks very condensed because you wash down stuff from your your system. It helps. I mean, it just it just helps. It helps for lubrication. Minister Bobby. Um, Pastor, my question is um, with this present weather condition, <laughs> can someone take uh, tea intermittently? <laughs> Yes, hot water. <laughs> Were you the leader who has been washed? The whole idea of fasting is to refrain yourself from food. That's right. Okay, so that's, that's the whole idea of the fasting. So I want to encourage you, just refrain yourself from food. You can have as much as as much water as you, you want to. It's good. And unless in extreme situations you may need some sort of beverage or just to just keep you you know but I don't want to go into that because everyone will end up needing needing beverage. People like Minister Kobe <laughs> especially in this extreme weather condition. Yeah. Okay, last question. Last question. I just wanted to ask, um, in the guys you mentioned about mints to freshen your breath, but also during fasting, a lot of people tend to eat chewing gum for the whole day, and chewing gum for some people stems their appetite. So I just wanted to know, should mints or chewing gum or Eva is fine? Yes, I think it's up to you. But let's not be chewing gum in church. It's up to you. When you chew gum, you, when you eat chewing gum, you have to eat... <laughs> You'll be, you'll be more hungry and then you get tired you know, all that. so it's up to you but I think mints are okay uh, obviously not like a whole uh, that, does that make sense so I think it's good to put some mints in your mouth because you, you, don't, you, don't want, you, don't, you don't want to put people off you want to attract them to Jesus, amen <laughs> Mr. Joe, what were you going to say? All right, let's take that and then end.
Um, first, first, I would like to. Um, uh, uh, this goes for everyone, actually. Whether Sorry, can you start again? fasting in the modern world it's, it's different from what used to be the case in the biblical times. Because I want to believe when they declare fast back in the day, there will be no work. They all gather together, work circles, and blind the water all day long. Fast <laughs> fasting. But in the modern world, sometimes it can be a bit challenging. I don't know. Unless I'm completely mistaken. <laughs> Let's say a construction worker who has to lift all day long, and then if you compare what they do now to what the priest of old used to do, they lie at the altar can all day you, long. Can you tune the distance from uh, the, the microphone, the teachers, uh, to say that the brick construction? A construction, a laborer, all day long, he has to carry lift, uh, at least in that part of the world, not here really. But, yeah. And then the priest of old, they just lie at the altar in sackcloth and ashes all day long. <laughs> so the demands on the, on the body... I mean, we are two different levels here, I think. Oh, <laughs> and they, they used to work too. They also used to work, but uh, to, it's true. That's why we also I, I don't, we don't have to be so religious about things. Okay, if you can, if you can tell, <laughs> don't say I'm moving to the end. Can, can I tell you a secret? Uh, if you there are, there are times that I, am, I do a lot of fasting, and maybe just before six, I realize that, not every time, that this happened to me about once or twice, I realize that, brother, the thing is, you, I'll just get some bananas and break ahead of time. 5.30, I broke it. I'm determined I won't stop it, but I can tell that my body is stopping it. You see what I'm saying? That's why I don't want to go into because there are people who are looking for opportunity to hear this thing. They say, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Pastor, thank you, you said it. But on the flip side, the mo- mo- most important, please, I think it's between you and God. Yeah. You determine. You are not doing it for me. Listen, listen, listen. Every morning, go to man. You can eat. That's fine. When you come here, we won't sack you. We will all pray. But your garbage in, garbage out. Right? Like this man... Sometimes you are lucky you are a footballer mm. and you are on a pitch training and with an empty stomach and you have a major match. Mm. You know, you have to eat before you go and play the match. Practically speaking, come on, give me a break. Mm. If you, I mean, I've never played football, but if you can't play on empty stomach, then you might as well get something into your system so that you can be effective. And since you don't play every day, mm. something like that. So, that, that's, that's, but then the whole thing is between you and God. It's, uh, my fasting is not for you. I will be fasting that God give miracles to people. But the way you connect yourself, you determine how the miracle will happen in your life. So it's between you and God. You determine that. Bible says that it said, shoot for the hand of the prophet is on your hand. So you have to shoot. When the days where people wait for people to do things for them are over. So it's between you and God, and please be determined. That if you have questions and concerns about these things, talk to me, talk to any of the pastors, because there are dynamics and nuances of some of these things, and we have to be particular about that. Amen. Amen. All right. If you have any questions, see me later or come to us later, of course. Put your hands together for me. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.